Hello, everybody, and welcome to our weekly VLL broadcast. Now, today's going to be a little bit shorter here, but we had an email that I think is worth bringing up, especially because we're in Advent, and this is the time when a lot of families decide they want to watch Christmas movies. And every single year, this is when I get questions about Christian movies. So our emailer asks, Hey, mate, I'm wanting to get a regular movie night started at church, which will hopefully springboard into a proper youth ministry, God willing. But I've hit a wall in terms of movies that are both thought-provoking and appropriate for viewing at church. Currently, the church building is the only venue I have available for this movie night. Have you got any movie recommendations you think would suit? They don't have to be explicitly Christian and preferably not heavy-handed in their delivery. Thanks as always, your brother in Christ. Well, brother, movies are a sticky situation. Obviously, you're in a Lutheran church, so you don't really have to worry about somebody going, Movies are of the devil. When I was a kid, we were always told to sign a contract that says I'm not going to smoke or chew or go to movie theaters or hang out with any girl that does this. Uh, I grew up around a lot of the fundy Baptist type that did feel that way. Thankfully, my parents didn't feel that way. But when it comes to the topic of movies, the question is, what is the purpose of it? Because if you ask somebody, what's a good list of Christian movies, you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to tell them, have you tried The Exorcist? <laughs> have you tried The Conjuring movies? Christians for a long time have been very, very good with horror flicks. And, and I don't say this just because I'm a fan of horror movie. I love me a good scary movie. But the themes of Holy Scripture are such that even a non-Christian can make a decent Christian movie with horrifying topics. That's just true to the case. You look at movies like Dracula, that sends a very Christian message. You look at movies like, say, The Devil's Advocate, that is a morality tale that is as old as medieval times. There have been stories told like that all over the place. Christianity, at least in the Western European context, has always been really, really good at scaring people straight. Even if, again, even if the person that makes the movie or the story isn't a Christian, even if the people acting in these movies aren't Christians, they're always going to be in such a position where, because of the law that is written on our hearts, a horror movie is going to touch on that law. It is going to warn us very well, and it's going to tell us that we need to seek the gospel. So for your movie night, a first real recommendation from me would be to watch Signs. M. Night Shyamalan made this movie as a way to tell people that as the modern world progresses into postmodernism, and as things keep cropping up that quote-unquote science can't explain, while religion had previously been expelled from polite society, now it really does deserve that seat at the table again. Mel Gibson gives a good performance. It's a real story. It's not a goofy M. Night Shyamalan flick. I'm going to recommend that one. That's a good movie. We're good at horror. <laughs> but aside from 
horror movies like Signs, what are some other ones? Well, there are explicitly Christian movies that have a really good reputation, like Silence, which is about a monk that, he's a monk or a priest, that he hears confession, but the seal of confession, in spite of a crime being committed, means he can't go to the authorities with what he's just heard. It's a big crisis of consciousness flick that I would recommend to people even though I haven't watched it. From what I hear, it's really good. People have talked about explicitly Christian movies like Risen, The Passion of the Christ, and other flicks like that, that people see Christ on the cross, they see him resurrected, and it helps people to kind of be there in their mind. When it comes to explicitly Christian movies, these are good movies to watch from what I've heard, but it hasn't been a big thing with me. I've never really seen a reason to go out and watch a Christian movie specifically about the Bible or a biblical event that I can't get out of just reading the Bible itself. There's an issue with a lot of these movies where the director and the screenwriters have to fill in some details. Because if you're looking at a pericope and going, I'm going to make a movie off of this, there's only so much dialogue. The Bible doesn't sit around expositing things for people, and nor does it include page after page after page of dialogue, unless you're counting the prophets. But that's just them talking to you, not necessarily a dialogue between persons. So these directors have to fill in the gaps, they have to make stuff up, they have to add stuff, and eventually you get something that is such an abomination that you can't really bring it within 10 feet of a church without me wanting to call the cops. Noah is one of those movies, 2014, directed by Darren Aronofsky, a man who proudly admitted that he didn't know anything about the Bible, so he adds a bunch of uh, extra-biblical works, portrays Noah to be a wicked, ugly guy, all sorts of nasty stuff. But supposedly, you're supposed to look at that and watch it with your church and go, ooh, ah, uh, this is taken from the Bible somehow. No, if you're going to watch anything that's based on a part of the Bible, you should vet it or request that I watch it for you and uh, vet it for you. That is one of our services here with a movie podcast. Just give me a buzz if you're going to be watching those movies. As for Christian movies in the fantasy genre, everybody's heard of Lord of the Rings and the Christian themes in that. It's the same as the Chronicles of Narnia, just a little bit different. Chronicles and Narnia is much more on the nose. The big lion is Jesus. C.S. <laughs> Lewis is going to set his hair on fire if people don't really understand that very basic part of his story. With J.R.R. Tolkien, on the other hand, it's more like he weaved biblical themes and ideas and ideals into The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all of that. Those are great for movie nights at church and everything. They're pretty wholesome. The Lord of the Rings, obviously, is something you don't want to show to a lot of kids, especially by the time you get to Frodo's confrontation with Shelob. But do you want to know one that I would say is a great flick for a church to watch if they like fantasy, if you have a lot of that stuff? It used to be called The Dwarves of Demeril. It was renamed to The Dwarves of Dragon Mountain. I highly recommend that for anybody that wants to watch a fantasy movie that tells a lot about the human condition, or dwarven condition, in this fantasy setting, in a small setting. It's a great way to go, where is your hope? 
the movie doesn't quite have a proper ending, but that's on purpose. The audience is supposed to discuss what they think really happened at the end and to ask ourselves, do these guys have hope? Do we have hope? And when things look really hopeless, where is our hope? <laughs> Can we say that despair is a sin and then move on from there? How do we do that? How do we have a perfect picture of a situation where we want that? I don't want to spoil it for you guys because it is an excellent movie. I, it's one of my favorite fantasy movies of all time. So we have three recommendations thus far. We have Signs, Dwarves of Dragon Mountain, and we have Silence because everybody that's ever watched it told me I really should see it. I guess I have to now. And then if you're going to be watching something about biblical times and stories from the Bible, well, that's a case-by-case -case basis. Don't watch Noah. It's a waste of your time. I'll be getting to that when we do actually review it. But things like The Passion of the Christ are fine to watch. Things like Risen or uh, the movie on St. Paul's life, these are great to watch. Cool. But take them by a case-by-case -case basis and watch them first. Maybe with a couple elders in the church, so they can put their stamp of approval. Maybe the head pastor gets involved too. Now as for drama, modern Christian movies in the drama genre are really, really, really dangerous. I'm talking about Kendrick's Brothers movies. I'm talking about Facing the Giants, Fireproof, all those movies out there that are really not about the Bible, but they're about here is how to browbeat men in your congregation into re-re-re-re-re-dedicating themselves to the Lord and to doing everything their wife wants. It's ugliness. The war room, fireproof, all that stuff that are supposed to be these drama movies. Terrible. They're just awful. I'll say it right now. They're not biblical. They're there to make women feel good and make men obey women in their churches. Movies like these brought about a lot of disruption in marriages, so I'm not going to recommend them. But if you want a drama, kind of a thriller that you could watch with people in your church, if they're mature, again, and parents are going to have a say in this one, No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men is a fantastic movie to watch if you're talking about the book of Ecclesiastes. No Country for Old Men is all about chasing after the wind. It is all about why you can't cheat death. And even if you try to say that you're not going to play death's game, you're still going to die. But there is a glimmer of hope towards the end of the movie that, yes, even death can be injured. It is one of those movies that, because it's made by people that most likely aren't Christians in the slightest, Seems like they accidentally hit on some devotional themes that are really good for people to catch on to. Other drama or action movies or something like that might have the same idea of a morality play that touches on themes of the law, but just like movies that are based on biblical events, you have to be careful and vet them first. A lot of movies, even if they are explicitly made by Christians, will have worldly themes. Hence the Hendricks, Kendricks Brothers movies out there like Fireproof. So there's a need to vet whenever somebody has a recommendation. This could also be said for just about anything. If you have that dork in your congregation that's like, 
You know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We should watch that one in church. Tell him, no, that's got potty words in it. So, pfft, smell you later. Uh, you can go pick a different movie. Or, I guess, if people really just have to watch Die Hard in church, they can watch the TV safe version one or something. You know, it's really all about discretion. I can make as many recommendations as I like, but the point of media that appeals to Christians is loving your neighbor, building them up in the faith. If a movie teaches us something good, if it builds us up in the faith, if it doesn't teach heresy or show degeneracy or disgusting things like that, but it entertains and comforts us and makes us better people or inspires us to heroic moral acts, then it's probably fine. This is why in terms of Christmas movies, sure, there are great things that could be said about a Muppet's Christmas Carol. It checks all those boxes as a morality play for Christians today, and plus kids really do love them some Muppets. But I can't say the same about the Bambi Claymation movie. Oh, don't make fun of the kid with the bright red nose. Don't be a normal kid that laughs at stuff. The end, I guess? Merry Christmas? Presents for the little boys and girls? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It's not going to really inspire anything in anybody, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you see something in it that I don't, but uh, that one or the Santa Claus Rankin-Bass movies are pretty worthless in terms of edifying and building up a Christian congregation. It really is a judgment call, and it's also a judgment call that requires us to know who would be watching it first. Here is from Romans chapter 14, beginning in the first verse. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Instead of judging, we should instead help. St. Paul continues, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. You and I have Christian freedom here, but we must. Keep in mind who is watching these movies and what their history is. 
I know and I'm persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. If you like a movie that I recommended, if you've watched Signs and you think, man, this pastor here is a little goofy recommending Signs. I mean, space aliens, that's kind of silly here. Okay, I have the freedom to enjoy that movie. And maybe people in your congregation would feel the same. But somebody in that congregation maybe was part of a New Age cult that involved all these space aliens and stuff, and they're made very uncomfortable by it. They think it's totally satanic for this plot to be around. Okay, maybe they should be told beforehand that this is what the people want to watch, or maybe you should skip watching it. Maybe somebody has serious money issues. Maybe they used to be involved in crime or something, or they've had X, Y, or Z problem with themselves in the past, and No Country for Old Men isn't a good idea for them to be watching it. It could be the same thing with The Dwarves of Dragon Mountain. Sounds like a silly, interesting, fun fantasy movie, but the struggle that the characters have with despair is going to be something that's tough for somebody that suffers from clinical depression. It's good to think about these things in terms of loving your neighbor before people discuss it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I'm making sense. To sum it up, I've given a few recommendations here, but at the end of the day, it's all about loving your congregation, loving your neighbor, and being able to discuss these things for their benefit. Because Christian media, whether intentionally Christian or accidentally Christian, is going to have some hit or miss moments. You got to know people and love them and make the right calls and actually talk about this stuff with people before pulling the trigger on watching stuff with them. Here's hoping all that helps. And if uh, anybody here is listening to these movie recommendations of mine and they think, wow, that's really silly or that's dumb. Please, I would love for you to give me some feedback. Please shoot me an email at very underscore Lutheran at tutanota.com. And if you want me to go a little bit more in-depth, given the short amount of time I had to be able to talk about this, please, again, shoot me an email. Tell me what to do. I love you all, and I'll catch you all next week. Amen and amen.